Stand up! Stand up! Stand up! Stand up! Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on The Voice of America. Voice of America! Sporty greetings, Voice of America listeners. This is VOA Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the February 19th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. Coming up on Monday's show, Ghana continues preparations to host the African Games next month. The Nigeria Football Federation comes to the defense of Super Eagles midfielder Alex Iwobi the subject of recent social media attacks. And it was a record-setting 73rd Annual National Basketball Association All-Star Game. We begin in Ghana, where arm wrestling is one of the disciplines that will be featured at next month's African Games. Kwabena Quicksilver Ofori had a chance to talk with Ghana's arm wrestling coach, as well as two members of the team. Sporty greetings, Kwabena! Sporty greetings, Sonny. Ghana will this March 2024 host the 13 African Games in its capital, Accra. The Games, which was set for last year, 2023, was postponed to its new date, March 8 to 2010, to enable the country to put up all the needed facilities in place. So far, 49 member states of the African Union have confirmed their participation, while five countries Senegal, Cape Verde, Sao Tome, and Principe, Sudan, and South Sudan are yet to confirm their participation at the Accra 2023 African Games. And the deadline for participation nations to submit all athletes and team data is February 25th. As the host nation is getting ready for the Games, all its athletes of the various disciplines have intensified their training, and among Team Ghana is arm wrestling. Since Ghana's arm wrestling was affiliated to its international body a couple of years ago, it has gained enough respect and popularity in the country and Africa, and Ghana's pullers are representing 14 men and women to battle for medals in the forthcoming Accra 2023 African Games. At a training session in the Accra camp, I had an interview with Coach Ni Otu Lakai and Edward Yamoa Asamoa, captain of the men's team. We are doing well. The team is in shape. Everybody is cooperating, and we are ever ready to host this competition and then win for Madagascar. How was your training program? When did you start? When are you going to end it? Okay, so we started training uh, early January, and then we moved to camp in Cape Coast uh, three weeks ago, and we are back in Accra continuing the campaign. So we we'll keep on training till we move to the Games Village. And when we get to the Games Village until our time is due to compete, we'll still be training. Yeah, I know the training is not easy. How serious are you taking the training when you get to Accra or even from Cape Coast? Uh, <laughs> my athlete will tell you that I'm, I'm killing them because it's like uh, I'm not having any mercy for the cripple. So we are here for a mission. And any time you have a mission, you have to be determined, you have to be focused. So we are working on every aspect because we are not leaving any stone on ten. So the training is very, very intensive now. But we will use it when we get closer to competition for recovery and 
can you explain to me the category you are participating in these African Games? Okay, so we are competing in eight categories for the men and then six categories for the female. So for the female category, we are competing in 55, 60, 65, 70, 80, and 80 plus. And then for the men, we are competing in six, uh, 55, uh, 60, 65, 75, 85, 90, 100, and plus 100. So six for women and then eight for men. Yeah, Captain, which category do you participate in these games? Um, I'm playing the 90 kg category. Uh, that's a middle weight. For how long have you been in this arm wrestling business? I've uh, been in the arm wrestling um, business since 2017 to date. Uh, have you encountered some international participation? Kentucky. And how was the result? Um, the result was good, although it was my first time, you know, I was able to um, beat someone, someone able to beat me, but it was okay, it was an experience. I know you are seriously determined in this form you can crank for Ghana. Uh, my target is to get a good medal for Ghana. That is my target and nothing else again. In the women's arm wrestling, six pullers are competing in different ways. Police officer Grace Minta will challenge other African opponents in the 80 kilogram combat. What I will tell my friends, my mom, my dad, and other people who are looking at me, that issue, I mean, pray for all of us. What we told them previously is what we are going to bring it home. So, for my coach, as for my coach, he knows how I am, he knows what we can do. So, we are wanted to, I mean, let the coach know that upon all the training that we have passed through, we won't let them down. That was the 80 kilogram lady competitor for Ghana, Arm Wrestling. For the sunny side of sports, Kwabna Fori in Accra. Thanks, Kwabena. Once again, the African Games are scheduled to begin March 8th in Ghana. The Nigeria Football Federation has come to the defense of a member of the country's national men's team over recent social media attacks by fans. Iron Mike Mbonye reports from Lagos, Nigeria. Ademolo Lagire is the spokesperson of the Nigeria Football Federation. He says the Federation is not happy with recent cyber attacks on Alex Iwobi, a member of the country's national men's football team. The Nigeria Football Federation has condemned in its entirety the cyber attacks on Super Igos midfielder Alex Iwobi, saying the virulent attacks on the player are uncalled for, uh, given its commitment and dedication to duty for homeland over the years. Alex Iwobi does not deserve these attacks. He has a record of utmost dedication to duty and a remarkable attitude of giving his all on international duty. We cannot suddenly forget the great moment he has made for Nigeria, uh, like scoring that goal against Zambia and Uyo that qualified Nigeria to the 2018 FIFA World Cup in Russia. Some Nigerian football fans took to the social media to blame Alex Iwobi for the loss to Ivory Coast in the AFCON final. The fans say Iwobi was responsible for the defeat of the Super Eagles by the Elephants of Ivory Coast. Olajire says Iwobi is one of the most capped players for Nigeria and deserves to be shown love. We are talking about someone who is actually the seventh most capped Nigerian footballer in history. With 76 caps, Alex Iwobi has nothing to prove to anyone about his patriotic favor and dedication to duty for Nigeria. 
Please let us show him love and not hatred. He will be behind only Ahmed Musa, Vincent Yama, Joseph Yobu, Joe Mikelo B. Nwanko Kanu, and Muda Shiro Babatunde Lawal of blessed memory in the record of most caps for Nigeria and has traveled to different countries and continents to defend the green, white, green for about eight years now. Ahmed Musa, captain of Nigeria's national men's football team, says it would be wrong to single out Iwobi as the cause of Nigeria's loss to the elephants of Ivory Coast in the AFCON final. Musa says the Super Eagles tried their best to win the trophy, but could not do it. He says the team is solidly behind Iwobi because he did his best during the tournament. Fisayo Dairo, chief football writer at acsports.com, says it's unfair to embark on cyberbullying of a player at the end of a game. Dairo, who covered the AFCON tournament in Ivory Coast, says fans should learn to take the outcome of games in good faith. I do hope that football fans across the globe will learn that football is football. It's a game. A team will always end on the losing side. And everyone will agree with me that every player that played for Nigeria, they just concluded that Cup of Nations gave his best. You cannot accuse anyone of um, lack of performance or nonchalance attitude. It's not possible. Ademolo Lajire, spokesperson of the Nigeria Football Federation, says Iwobi is reliable and has shown it while playing for Nigeria. For the sunny side of sports, this is Ayom Mike Mbonye in Lagos. Sporty greetings, this is Victor Sime, Super Eagles of Nigeria and Napoli FC Forward. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. the sunny side of sports on facebook x formerly known as twitter and at voaafrica.com my facebook address is facebook.com forward slash voa sunny my x formerly known as twitter handle is at voa sunny sports and if you go to voaafrica.com you can listen online to the sunny side of sports as well as past episodes Check out VOAAfrica.com for lots of Africa news. For world news, go to VOANews.com. More African football news on the sunny side of sports. The Leopards of the Democratic Republic of Congo have inspired hope among fans in and outside the DRC after the team's fourth place finish at the recent Africa Cup of Nations tournament in Ivory Coast. In this encore sunny side of sports feature presentation, Magume Davis Rakawinj reports. The Democratic Republic of Congo national football team, commonly known as the Leopard, meaning the Leopards, came into this year's 2023 Ivory Coast African tournament as one of the underdogs 
having endured a series of mediocre results in the qualification campaign that resulted in the sacking of experienced coach Hector Cooper. Cooper was replaced by former Ugandan coach Sebastian De Sabri in August 2022 and turned things around, enabling the Leopards to qualify as group leaders and play at Africa's biggest football stage for the 20th time. The French tactician De Sabri did not stop at just qualification, but went as far as the semi-finals, losing to eventual tournament winners, hosts Ivory Coast by one goal to nil. Reaching that far was not a mean feat, yet not a lot was expected of them, says Congolese journalist Tuva Wundi. Wundi says the tough sale to the semi-finals brought hope. The target was, uh, okay, if qualification to the AFCON can be there, good. But uh, his target is to attend the World Cup. But now uh, the surprise came when uh, match by match Leopard meets uh, some team, Morocco, Zambia, and, uh, and so on. Uh, it was uh, a big, big, big surprise for, for, for us here in, in DRC, especially in the east of the, the, the DRC. And uh, you can see uh, we are under war here in the North Kivu. And uh, people was uh, like one uh, to support their national team. When Leopard was in the ground, even in the uh, displaced camp, people was watching the match by night uh, to make uh, as uh, the normal life for them, if even they're in the, the, bad, the, bad, the bad situation. That is a spirit we saw when uh, this AFCON uh, going and uh, our national team does what they, will, they want to, 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 to give us a hope. The DR Congo has been troubled by years of conflict, leading to millions of deaths and millions of displacements both within and outside of the country. En route to the semi-finals, the Leopards qualified from Group F after massing through kosher points from World Cup semi-finalists Morocco, Zambia, and Faroe East Africans, Taifa Stars of Tanzania. Abdul Kalim Kamiti is a Tanzanian football pundit. They impressed me during their defense. They had a very strong defense that, that helped them manage, go through the competition because Congo were one of the best defensive, defensive teams in the, in the competition as they were able to only concede five goals in the competition in seven games, which is very, very impressive. And they haven't conceded more than two goals in a single game throughout the tournament. So that makes them one of the best defensive team. And also their ability to build a play from the back, uh, from their defense. And they have like, um, they, they really, really de delivered for the East Africans and for the DR Congo themselves. Some fans have said it was sheer luck, but Coach Disabri insists it's rather hard work from a star-studded team, mostly composed of foreign-based players, such as Chancel Mbemba Mangulu from French League A side, Marseille, and Enoch Enonga in defense, Arthur Maswaku, Gideon Kalulu, and England-based Joanne Wisa, who plays for Premier League side Brentford Football Club as a winger, among others. Speaking colloquial Swahili, Flank Kambale, who comes from Lubumbashi, Dira Congo's second largest city, says the team gave them moments of joy despite the conflict back home. 
My team played very well. The only problem is that we still have all back home. But the team played very, very well and comforted us. They really played very, very well. And we hope the next time they play at half home, they can again do well. Kambale fled for refugee to Uganda some five years back and lives in the Ugandan capital Kampala, where he works as a barber in a local saloon. The saloon employs Ugandans as well as Congolese, such as Light Nisago, who shares same sentiments. They were playing good. I like where, where they were playing, but I think they failed because of stress. People are dying then east of, uh, east of Congo. It's that even me, it affects me. Not only them, even me. But somehow you are somehow happy, somehow, isn't it? Yeah, I'm happy because they try. More than half a million Congolese live in Uganda, mostly as refugees, while others live here as businessmen and students. Ugandan Victoria Nabosa was pleased with the performance of her neighbors from the West. What I, I, I can talk about Congo, they played very well. The good thing they reached at the uh, semi-final, it was against Ivory Coast here. Ivory Coast, they played very well. Unfortunately, I wanted that game to, go, to reach at the penalties, but it didn't reach. So I wished that Congo, if Congo would have gone to penalties, it, 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 it would have won that game because I was supporting it. I was feeling it that it, even at that game, there were so many people here watching because we, 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 what we show football here. There were so many people. The Leopards were poised for at least a podium finish or not to be denied by the heroic performance of tournament best keeper Lewin Williams as South Africa beat DR Congo 6-5 to on penalties in the third match placement game. Nonetheless, fans, both in and outside the Ara Congo, were content with the team's overall performance. I'm called Gassim Tiapkirgai, but the real name they call me from South Sudan, I'm called Big Fish. I'm very, very happy with the South, with the Congo, for what they have done. Actually, they represent South, like East Africa, they represent East Africa, we are very happy for it. So, we are proud of it and uh, we, we, we are wishing that next time. All, like, Maybe three or four from East Africa country, they will represent the East Africa again. And uh, next time, I think also as South Sudanese, we are trying to do best for that. My name is Bienfe Constante. I'm a Congolese living in Uganda. Regarding the performance of our team, the Leopards, it really performed well. I can only say that in terms of tactics and especially in attack, the team can just change a few things and do better. I was very, very impressed with that kind of performance, really, that they reached such a stage. <laughs> I, just, I just wish them good luck in the future games. I'm Aito S. Joseph from Liberia. Yeah, so I was... I'm from West Africa, Liberia, and then I was proud. My West African nation won the, 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 the African Cup of Nations, but we are still proud of East Africa. And then they make East African nation proud in the African Cup of Nations. Yeah, so I was so proud of them. For me, living in East Africa and having some Congolese friends, I was proud of them reaching to the, to the third place. And then they took the full play. Unfortunately, they didn't win, but we are still proud of them. The team received the heroic welcome and were rewarded by the government as both fans and players 
That's the most traditional and modern songs in celebration. For the sunny side of sports, I am Gume. This is Wakarim in Kampala, Uganda. relax, unwind, or charge up? Then listen to Music Time in Africa this weekend. It'll do all that for you and more. I'm Heather Maxwell. I know good music. And Africa is my passion. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for one hour of commercial-free Pan-African music of the highest caliber. You get great music, music news, and amazing artist interviews from rising stars to superstars. This listen will take you places. So do it. Join me for Music Time in Africa, your weekend destination. And your sporty destination is right here. The sunny side of sports. Pro basketball. The 73rd NBA All-Star Game was a record-setting explosion of points in Indianapolis, Indiana. The Eastern Conference All-Stars defeated the Western Conference All-Stars 211-186. This was the most points ever scored by a team at an All-Star Game and the most points scored by both teams, 397. There were a total of 67 three-point field goals made in the exhibition contest. That's also a record. Milwaukee Bucks guard Damian Lillard, playing for the East, was named the All-Star Game's most valuable player. He tallied a team-high 39 points and a game-high 11 three-point shots. I think I just, you know, you just got to keep shooting the ball. And I think in a game like this, you know, it's going to be pretty loose. And you're going to get your opportunities. Uh, being in the, the starting lineup, I knew I'd play longer stretches, get more minutes. And um, I just told myself I'm going to be aggressive and I'm going to keep firing. I saw a couple go in and... After that, it was just like, I'm going after it. So that was it. In addition to being named MVP, Damian Lillard won the three-point contest during All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis. Um, I think this is this is the most success I've probably had in, a, in one All-Star Weekend. Um, had a few launches with some of my partners. You know, I won the three-point, won final, uh, the All-Star Game MVP. So... Uh, it's been a successful weekend, and I think anytime you you get to be a part of this, that's what anybody would would want. You know, you want to come here and, and have success. So I had that, and it's just been a good break. You know, just being around my my family, uh, being able to just do the things that I've always done. Uh, but going forward is just like a, you know, you got to recharge and get ready for the the closing stretch and uh, try to just get our team to where we need to be so we can uh, go after what we want to accomplish this season. Damian Lillard and the Bucks are currently in third place in the Eastern Conference, eight and a half games behind the NBA-leading Boston Celtics. LeBron James, the NBA's all-time leading scorer, 
played about 14 minutes in Sunday's All-Star game, scoring eight points. It was LeBron's 20th All-Star game appearance. At the post-game news conference, LeBron was asked whether he'll play for Team USA at this year's Paris Olympics. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I told myself before the season uh, when I committed to being a part of the Olympic team, obviously it was all predicated on my health. Um, as it stands right now, I'm, I am healthy enough to be on the team and perform at a level that I know I could perform at. Um, but like you said, there's still time left in the season, still a third left in the regular season. Um, obviously, I don't know what you know the future holds as far as, as you know postseason, whatever the case may be. Um, but like you said, it's 11 games, but it is it's five and a half weeks, and it's more um, it's more miles put on these uh, on these tires, you know, and uh, you know so. Um, but like I've always, if I'm if I'm committed, which I am, to Team USA, then I'm gonna commit my mind, body, and soul to being out there for Team USA, being out there representing our our, our country with the utmost respect, and and go out and play. The 39-year-old James was also asked if he's mapped out the end of his NBA playing career and if it will end with the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I have not mapped out how many seasons I have left. Um, I know it's not that many. Um, I also don't know if I will, I was asked this question a couple of days ago, will you kind of take the farewell tour or will you kind of just Tim Duncan it? I'm 50-50. Um, I'm going to be honest because there's times where I feel like, I guess I owe it to my fans that's been along this journey with me for two decades plus to be able to give them that moment. You know, whereas every city and whatever the case may be, and, you know, they give you your flowers or whatever the case may be, you know, and, and that seems cool. Um, but the other side of I've never been that great with um, accepting, like, praise. I've, it's, a, it's a weird feeling for me. Um, I never really talked about it much, but it's just a weird feeling for me. So to to go in each city, if that's the case, I don't know. I've seen I've seen Mike's, I've seen Kobe's, I've seen a lot of guys. Um, I just don't know how much I how I feel. I don't know if I will feel great about it. Maybe the only child in me, maybe. But um, but I don't know. Um, but I am a Laker, and uh, I, I am I'm happy and been. Very happy being a Laker the last six years, and uh, and hopefully it stays that way. Um, but I don't have the I don't have the answer to how long it is, or you know which uniform I'll be in. Hopefully it is with the Lakers. It's a great organization and so many greats. But but we'll see. I don't know how it's going to end, but it's coming. It's coming for sure. That's Los Angeles Lakers superstar LeBron James speaking Sunday after the NBA's 73rd annual All-Star Game in Indianapolis, Indiana. The NBA and the International Basketball Federation, FIBA, are once again partnering to support the fourth season of the Men's Basketball Africa League, or BAL, The BAL will tip off its next season on Saturday, March 9th at the Sunbet Arena in Pretoria, South Africa. The South African games will make up the new Kalahari Conference, which features four teams, Cape Town Tigers of South Africa, BAL debutant Dynamo Basketball Club of Burundi, another BAL debutant, FUS Rabat 
Basketball Club of Morocco and Petro de Luanda of Angola. Petro will play FUS Rabat in the BAL season opener on March 9th. From Pretoria, the BAL will move to Cairo for Nile Conference games from April 19th to April 27th. And then the league will hold games in Dakar, Senegal, where Sahara Conference action will take place from May 4th to May 12th at the Dakar Arena. The top two teams from each conference and the top two third-place teams from across the conferences will travel to Rwanda for the BAL playoffs and finals from May 24th to June 1st. And I'm also proud to report that the Voice of America is once again a proud broadcasting partner of the Men's Basketball Africa League as it gets ready to tip off its fourth season in South Africa. In U.S. auto racing, rain washed out Sunday's Daytona 500 in Florida. The big race is now scheduled for later Monday, as we hear now from the AP's Jackie Quinn. The sound of NASCAR racing last year, but now NASCAR's announcing the Daytona 500 is postponed today because of heavy rain affecting the track in Daytona Beach, Florida. NASCAR officials say they didn't want fans sitting in the rain awaiting a decision, so they announced the postponement early. It's the first time in 12 years the season-opening race is pushed ahead a full day. The Xfinity Series race kicks off early Monday, then the Daytona 500 will run in the late afternoon, Joey Logano set to start from the pole for Team Penske. I'm Jackie Quinn. Thanks, Jackie. And that wraps up the February 19th edition of the show. Thanks to producer Nabil Biagio. Thanks also to engineer Bill Andrade. And thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA Sonny Young in Washington. And that's the sunny side of sports. <laughs>